Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If Hey, Kimberlyn, if this is your first time uh, seeing my face or hearing my voice and you're like, who's this lady on the internet? Why is she talking? Why should I listen? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the open and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have um, your articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, making sure you have contracts or partners and clients so you don't get, you know, left holding the bag. Um, Brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and uh, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination, okay? Um, uh, Why am I qualified to help you do all of these things? Happy that you asked, all right? I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that is why I'm here. So if you're in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for a friend like me to help guide you through this path of, you know, business ownership, I'm here, all right? Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio. It's all over my page on Facebook. Uh, There you can book yourself a free consultation if you're a first-time client. You can also... Uh, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less link to forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you ever miss a live broadcast of this show, you can catch up at your leisure Uh, link to forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can pick up my digital products like my video trainings um, and my eBooks. Like we've been focusing on intellectual property these last few months in particular this month we're focusing on patents so you can get the protect your biz ebook bundle for $29.97 and last but not least and um linktree forward slash npl consulting firm is where you can get these lovely mugs and lovely t-shirts uh that i designed with the help of one of the lovely followers of the show um the t-shirts come in white black and navy blue and the mugs are just phenomenal so yeah Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where it's at. Okay. Um, but now that I have finished talking about, you know, all the business stuff, cleared that out of the way, let's get to the business at hand. Why are we here? All right. The show is called NPL legal dish. What does that mean? So just in case somebody's watching who has never seen this before, who has no idea what's going on, here's how the show works. Um, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that my lovely followers send me, uh, anywhere that I find inspiration for, um, you know, lessons that we can learn as, as business owners, and I bring them here. We talk about the facts. We discuss them. I ask your opinions. You ask your questions and things like that. It's a real interactive kind of thing. It's fun. Um, but it's also educational, um, and we have a good time, all right? So don't be scared to jump into the conversation if you have a question, if you have a comment. You know, it's all welcome here as long as it's respectful, okay? All right, so, um, yeah, so I think we are going to get started. 
Uh, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to do our MPL nugget. If you don't know what that is, at the beginning of the show, I share a quick business or legal tip that I think it's important for you to know, and I try to teach it to you in a couple of minutes, all right? So um, the past few months, we have been talking about intellectual property, and specifically for the month of, um, well, when I say intellectual property, we're talking about trademarks, copyrights, patents, and for the month of July, we have been focusing on patents, okay? Obed, what's up? I ain't seen you in a minute. Um, Y'all, my very smart, very uh, astute cousin has just entered the building, Dr. Obed Magni. You know, he got a PhD. He real smart out here in these streets. Go follow him. All right. But yeah, so um, so yeah, so we've been talking about patents for the month of July. We've defined what a patent is. We know that there are three different types of patents, and we have defined those three different types of patents: utility design and uh, plant patent. And today, the tip that I have for you on patents is that um, sometimes when you are coming up with your invention or your method, you're not necessarily all the way done with it, but you don't want someone to beat you to the punch. So the patent office provides you um, a method of kind of holding your place in line. So if you are ever developing a product, if you are developing an invention, but you're not necessarily ready to go to market yet, you're not completely finished with all of the schematics, you can file what's called a provisional patent. And what a provisional patent does is it gives you a year to get your act together, to get all the pieces together so that you can file your official paperwork for your patent, okay? The provisional patent starts at about $70. It may have gone up. But for my inventors out there, if you are ever in the middle of inventing something and you're afraid that, you know, someone might beat you to the punch, you can always file a provisional patent to give you a year to, um, you know, hold your place in line so you can get your act together. All right. So that is our NPL nugget of the night, um, provisional patents. All right. Okay. Let's get to our stories. Hey, our stories. Hey, okay. If any of you have, if you have heard, you don't even have to have watched. If you have heard of the Real Housewives franchise, meaning Real Housewives of Atlanta, Orange County, Beverly Hills, New York, New Jersey. I think they had one for Dallas. Maybe they had one for Miami. They've got one for Salt Lake City. Um, If you have heard of the Real Housewives franchise, give me a hand clap emoji. Hand clap for Bravo. You know, Bravo is uh, when you clap and when you're trying to be classy. All right? If you have ever heard of the Real Housewives franchise, give me a hand clap emoji to signify the Bravo Network, all right? Now, um, one of my very close friends, y'all see her on my Instagram all the time, my insurance base, she is a, a Real Housewives, like, stan. She watches all of the franchises, but she particularly likes the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? Um, if you didn't know, on that cast, they have um, Garcelle Bouvet, who played Fancy on um, the Jamie Foxx show, um, and she's also a, a Haitian queen like myself. Uh, you have um, Kyle Richards; she's Paris Hilton's aunt. And then you have Kyle's sister, who's also Paris Hilton's aunt. There's a and, and then a, a bunch of people, and including Lisa Rinna, who is an actress. She's been in a lot of like you know um, primetime soap operas. Um, 
None of you, the, none of you have heard of the real, nope, I got no hand claps, nobody's heard of any of the Real Housewives, are you kidding? Okay, I didn't say watch, I just said heard, alright, anyway, um, now, we have talked about this a lot on the show, celebrities are being sued left and right by paparazzi, um, for posting pictures of themselves on their social media. Because copyright laws have not caught up with, you know, um, the inventions of society and social media and things like that, a lot of people are trying to take advantage of loopholes to make a quick buck. We know that, you know, paparazzi, they ain't making as much money as they used to because nowadays, it's not your kind of show, but you've heard of it, right, Obed? I just want to know if you've heard of it. You don't have to like it, whatever. I just want to know if you've heard of it. I don't watch it either. I'm, it's not my thing. I used to watch Atlanta, but I stopped a long time ago. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. so there's this trend for, for paparazzi now to sue celebrities who post pictures that the paparazzi took of them on their social media um, to get a quick buck. Because, uh, uh, because again, paparazzi photos, they're not going for as much anymore, but what saves these paparazzi or their agencies is that they get copyrights on these photos, which means that, you know, they've taken the picture, um, so, so they own the rights to it, right? So then when they have this legal copyright, they can go and sue the person they took the, the picture of and say, hey, you owe me money. And a lot of times this ends up getting them, you know, a ten to $20,000 settlement because the celebrities do not want, you know, the hassle of the litigation. So they just settle, right? Um, well, uh, this has happened to so many people. It's happened to Jennifer Lopez. Uh, it's happened to Nicki Minaj. It has happened to Dua Lipa, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid. Um, anybody you can think of who has a large following, they've probably been sued for copyright infringement for posting pictures of themselves that paparazzi took on their social media. And Lisa Rinna from Housewives of Beverly Hills is no different. She is being sued by um, a, a celebrity news agency. They um, said that she posted eight pictures that they took of her and um, she posted them on her social media and they're saying that she is causing them irreparable harm because by posting these pictures on her social media, she is encouraging her followers to share it and then dilute the value of the image. And this celebrity news agency, they want Lisa Rinna to pay them $1.2 million, okay? So can you imagine if you, um, you know, you, put, you you saw, let's say you went to a club, right? Remember in the old days? I don't know if they still do this now because I have not been to a club in, in so long. Um, but, you know, you'd go to the club and they would take pictures of you and then there would be a website where you could see the pictures, right? So this is, this. If let's say you saw those pictures and you're like, ooh, this is cute of me and you took the picture and you put it on your social media. That would be the equivalent of that, you know, photographer who took the pictures at the club, suing you for copyright infringement. Obed said, that's bull. But it works. Not because it's right, but the thing is, a lot of these celebrities, they do not want the hassle of the litigation, so they will settle for a fraction of what the, of what the media agency 
It's asking for just to get them out of their hair. So while this media agency wants 1.2 million, maybe if they're lucky, hey, Princess AGTV, they'll get 10 to $20,000, right? And they can go on about their way. But it's an easy cash grab for, uh, for, for these paparazzis if the celebrity is, you know, um, busy enough and, and just doesn't want to deal with the hassle. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to do that with Lisa Rinna. I'm not saying that she's broke. But, you know, I think she has a little bit more time on her hands than maybe J-Lo or Nicki Minaj. So maybe Lisa Rinna might try and take this, uh, you know, through the legal process. I know that Gigi Hadid has tried to do that. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, Lisa Rinna is being sued for $1.2 million for copyright infringement for posting pictures of herself uh, on her social media. All right, and this is why copyright law needs to evolve. When copyright laws were put into place, we never had, or they never had, I should say, you know, a vision of social media the way that we have it now, right? There were no provisions for that. So copyright law really needs to catch up with the present, okay? All right, moving on to our next story of the evening. Obed, you are, you know, a workout fanatic. I be seeing you hitting the gym, you know, doing all that stuff. Uh, have you heard, or anybody watching, have any of you heard of the athletic apparel brand called Gymshark? If you have heard of the Gymshark athletic apparel brand, please give me a shark emoji. Alright? If you have heard of the Gymshark athletic apparel brand, please give me a shark emoji. Alright? Um, I, I, I have seen people wearing Gymshark clothing, uh, Gymshark apparel. Uh, um, Obed said, yes. See, I knew you knew. I knew you knew. Um, but you know, they're getting popular out there. Thank you, Nati Labe for the shark. All right. Gymshark, they are, um, growing in their popularity. I've seen them online. Um, and the way that they have marketed themselves is primarily through, <laughs> thanks for the shark emoji, Obed, is primarily through social media, either their team or they hire out to third party influencers who create, you know, videos and stuff, um, for, for, the, for their social media commercials. And in these social media commercials, hello, SD Craig 21. Hi, Atalia. Hey, I haven't seen you in a minute. Um. In these social media commercials, uh, most times the, the people in them, they are using music, copyrighted music, music from Beyonce, from Britney Spears, from Usher, right? Um, now, Gymshark, they're not, while you know, they, you may not, they may not be the, the oldest apparel brand, Gymshark is not broke by any means. Gymshark is worth $1.5 billion dollars. They drew in about $330 million of revenue last year, I want to say. Um, but yeah, they, um, they are currently being sued by Sony because their social media commercials use music that is copyrighted and they don't have permission to use it, right? Yes, Natty Labe, they're worth a lot of money. So, Gymshark is being sued by Sony for copyright infringement. If you, if you remember... Peloton recently was sued by a bunch of um, music outlets because they were using uh, music for the Peloton programs without getting the licensing, right? So this is the same thing that's happening with Gymshark and their online commercials. 
Now, it's not like people at Gymshark didn't know they needed to get a license because apparently someone from their team had reached out to Sony at some earlier time trying to get a license for a song, but um, the, the talks failed, but then they used the song anyway. So Sony is like, Oh, so this is how you're going to operate? And they are—they have sued Gymshark for 297 counts of copyright infringement because that's how many songs they have used from the so- Sony's um, copyrighted catalog. So, why are we talking about this? This is to say that you are never too big and you are never too small. Gymshark start, had they started out as a social media brand, right? No, they don't have big flashy commercials on you know your streaming service. Or even your, you know, regular cable TV. But they, but social media is a thing. Social media is very important, right? And that's why you have paparazzi who can sue celebrities for posting pictures of themselves because social media is that powerful. So Gymshark, they are being sued by Sony for copyright infringement because they use their music in their social media commercials, but they don't have license to use them. So here's um, a little task for you guys. If you remember... If, you know, while you're scrolling online, you happen to see a Gymshark um, advertisement, I would love it if you would send it to me or tag me in it or something so I can see it, okay? Especially if it has music um, in the ad. So that is the task that I'm going to give you guys. If you can just keep it in your head. If you see a Gymshark advertisement as you scroll through your social media, send it my way, okay? All right. But, um... How much do you think Sony might get from this lawsuit involving Gymshark? What do you think um, is like 297 songs? That's a lot of songs. Plus, Gymshark ain't broke. How what? How much? Now they did not say how much Sony Sony is suing for. What do you think is is like a ballpark figure they might want for this egregious infringement by Gymshark? What do you think? Um, Natty Labe, I know you popped in for the uh, Real Housewives story. We did it first. <laughs> it was the first story. You got to go back and watch the replay. Um, but yeah, how much do you think Sony wants or might be able to get out of Gymshark? Because 297 songs, Gymshark. You couldn't get a license for one, sir, or ma'am, whoever runs the company. Anyway... Um, good luck to them. I, I don't even, I, I don't know what happened with Peloton. I don't know how that was resolved, but, uh, I'm pretty sure them and Gymshark are probably going to go in the same directions. All right. Okay. So let's, uh, move that to the side. Uh, before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday. Uh, oh, Princess AGTV said 1 million per song. Girl, that's $297 million. You think Sony's really going to get $297 million? I don't think it's going to be that much. I would say maybe like, at maybe at best like $5 million. Because I'm thinking in terms of, you know, how much money do you get per stream? I, I don't know. I don't, we'll, we'll wait and see. But Princess AG is saying $1 million per song. I think it's going to be way less than that. I'm thinking it's be a, it'll be a total of like... Five million at the most they want, but we'll see. You might be right, girl. Um, aim, aim for the stars. You, you'll land on the moon. 
All right. Okay. Before we, uh, yes, before we move on to our next story, uh, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. If you're in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, guys, go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and link up with me. Okay. You can book a free 15 minute consultation if you're a first time client. You can also download the free Biz Launch Cheat Sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. All right, moving on to our next story. Uh, do any of you guys watch the Showtime series Billions? Do you, any of you watch the Showtime series Billions? This is actually a follow-up because we've talked about this before. If you do not remember, um, a few months ago, uh, we said that this woman, uh, she's an author of a book called uh, called Market and Mind Games. She is a... Um, she is a female fund hedge fund coach who counsels, um, you know, other agents uh, and their clients through their emotions, right? So she works on Wall Street, high-powered um, type stuff. And uh, she says that Billions, the show Billions basically ripped off um, her material in her book and, and they uh, based their head, um, they, they based their a head character on her, and and she wants a piece of the pie, or at least she wanted a piece of the pie, right? Um, So she went and she sued Showtime for copyright infringement for their character, Dr. Wendy Rhodes. So none of you watch Billions. If you watch Billions, give me some type of money emoji, please. Um, Now, uh, we've had a lot of these lawsuits where people who have written books, they come... You know, you know, they're like, oh, this movie, it's so much like my book, uh, because I don't know, they use the color red <laughs> or something. When you are claiming copyright infringement, it must be for something specific. It cannot be a generic idea. Denise Schull, the author of Market Mind Games, essentially was saying they ripped off the character of a female hedge fund, uh, coach who counsels the clients through their emotions, right? So that was that is the general description of the character Wendy Rhodes. Um, and she said they based it on her, on her. So what do you think the judge said when Denise said, hey, they based one of the characters of this show on me, all right? She didn't say the plot was the same. She didn't say the, the, um, the... The dialogue was the same. All she's saying is that one of the characters in this show has the same job I do. That is essentially what she's saying. So what do you think the judge said when she went to the judge and said, hey, these people, and oh, and also to let you guys know, she did work with the creators of the show to help develop some of it. So it's not like they had never heard of her. So she did work with the people on the show, right? But, um... So when she went to the court, she's like, hey, I helped them kind of develop some of this stuff, and they based one of their characters off of me. Um, she's also a female hedge, hun- hedge fund manager who counsels her clients, right? They copied my job. Is that enough for copyright infringement, that they copied her job in the show? None of the, none of the plot was the same from her book. Um, I don't think any of the other characters were the same. It was, um, even the judge said that the, that the plot themes were, were very, very different. So what do you think was the final result? What do you think was the final result? 
What do you guys think? Hey, hey, what do you guys think? Hey, hey. Okay. Um, well, to speed this along, because I don't want the people in podcast land to have too much dead air. Um, hey, AMC, AM Sweets. <laughs> uh, the judge said, look, um, it's not enough that the character has the same job as the one that you have, okay? There are no plot similarities. The dialogue isn't the same. You cannot copyright a generic idea. You cannot copyright an idea. There must be an exact expression. So if they had maybe taken the plot of her book, Market Mind Games, and then just put it on the screen, that would be different. But just because you base a character on someone, how many TV shows do we have that base characters on real life people, right? Um, but yeah, so, uh, show, so if you are, if you ever plan on watching Billions, that's just a little background information for you, okay? Um, now, moving on to our next and final story of the evening. Um, Dame Dash is in trouble again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we talked about Dame Dash a couple of weeks ago, he got in trouble with Rockefeller Records because he was trying to sell uh, his rights or, or the rights to um, Jay-Z's debut album, Reasonable Doubt, um, in an NF, in NFT form, and uh, he, he basically got held up, and uh, now Rockefeller is suing him for um, breach of fiduciary duty and copyright infringement and all this stuff. Um, Dame Dash, he, you know, refutes all of those charges and is saying, you know, it's my share, I can sell my part if I want to, da 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 whatever, I don't care, Dame Dash talks a lot. But, while Dame Dash is dealing with that, he also has to deal with another copyright infringement suit. A few years ago, Dame Dash was sued by an author by the name of E.W. Brooks. She had written a series of books called Mafietta. She and Dame Dash were supposed to collaborate to put um, for a, a television series or a movie or something about these books. Apparently, the talks fell through, but Dame Dash continued to, you know, produce and promote the, the film or the movie and actually put it out. And E.W. Brooks, she, she sued Dame Dash, hey, Zephyrina, for copyright infringement, okay? And she won. She, she did win her initial, um, her initial lawsuit. And of course, Dame Dash, he appealed, um, and said, you know, this isn't right. But Dame Dash has lost again his appeal and he owes this woman $300,000 for copyright infringement. I really want Dame Dash to slow down and think about what he's doing with his life because, sir, you are racking up copyright infringement debt left and right. Listen, you cannot take someone's idea and just run off with it, okay? The copyright laws are here for a reason. People have a right to protect their intellectual property, their creations. You can't just take it and run. Not even you, Dame Dash. And Dame Dash is going to have to come up with some money quick. Now, people suspect that he's been doing these deals because he doesn't have any money to pay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But that's not that's not my ministry. Dame Dash, you owe this woman $300,000. And on top of that, you in trouble with Rockefeller, okay? I think you need to take some time, take some time reevaluate and see what's going on with you. Italia said, he's such a hothead, he won't slow down. Exactly, like he just jumped from one fire to another. It's craziness, right? 
Um, so Dame Dash, please, 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 um, you know, slow down. But if you ever hear about a movie or, 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 or TV series called Mafietta that is produced by Dame Dash, understand that that was produced under copyright infringement, okay? Uh, so just to let you know. Um, and our last story of the evening, this is very quick. It's just a conclusion. Um, I don't know if you guys were here, but we've talked about this story a few times. Tiffany's has been suing Costco for the last year and a half because Costco was selling rings with, uh, Tiffany in the description. They were basically calling them Tiffany rings, right? And Tiffany is like, look, we are the only Tiffany's on the jewelry block. What are you doing? Um, da, 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 da. So they've been going back and forth in court. Um, the judge had, had said that, look, um, we understand that you have a trademark on Tiffany's, but nobody, no reasonable person is going to go into a Costco store, a big box store like Costco, go to the jewelry section and think that they are getting an authentic Tiffany ring, right? So, um, the, so Tiffany, I guess they were having a little bit of problems with their argument. And, um, since then Tiffany's and Costco's, they have settled this case. They've decided, you know, the courts aren't working for us. We're going to do it ourselves. So they have settled the case amongst themselves. Now the, um, the details of the settlement have not been released, but what do you think might have been the settlement terms between Tiffany's jewelry and Costco, because Tiffany's point of contention was that Costco was selling these rings that, um, you know, uh, that had Tiffany in the description. What do you think Tiffany and Costco, um, came, what, what might've been some of the settlement terms for me? I feel like Costco is probably going to have to note on their jewelry that this is not affiliated with Tiffany's jewelry. That's what I think what what might happen. Plus, you know, they might have to kick over a couple hundred thousand just for the, you know, the inconvenience or whatever. Um, that's what I think. Does anybody have any different ideas of what might have transpired between Tiffany's and Costco? What do you think? What do y'all think? Hmm. Um, while you guys put your answers in, um, yeah, uh, let me know what you guys think about that. Uh, but that, those were the stories that I wanted to share with you today. We talked about, uh, Lisa Renna from Housewives. Zephyrina said, change the name and pay up. Um, they, yeah, they, I, I think it's going to be more of a not affiliated with Tiffany's jewelry. Cause I think there is something called a Tiffany cut or something. Um, but that could be it. They might have to change the name. Um, oh yeah. So tonight we talked about Lisa Renner from Housewives of Beverly Hills. We talked about Jim Shark clothing. We talked about, um, the Showtime show Billions. We talked about Dame Dash and we talked about Tiffany versus Costco. Okay. So we covered a lot tonight and we did our MPL nugget on provisional patents. If you missed any of that, be sure to watch the replay after we log off tonight. We'll be back on Monday with more stories for you. If you find anything you want me to talk about, please send it my way. Send it to the inbox. You know I'm going I'm, to I'm talk about it. Um, take care of yourselves this weekend. What else? Do I have any other announcements? Make sure that you're booking your one-on-ones with me. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. If you have not gotten your protect your biz ebook bundle, go get it now at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. 
Um, yes. So, okay. You'll be watching the replay. Cool. So this is where I leave you guys. Have a wonderful weekend and I will see you Monday. Bye. Mm-hmm.